your presence. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, when we're worshiping, I was sharing this Wednesday night. We're worshiping on Wednesday night, and uh, and we go in the back and had an awesome time of worship, just like this morning. And and I say, you know, when we're we're praying, and uh, and you really sense His presence because He's always there, whether you sense Him or not. But when you're aware, when your heart is aware, you know, um, it's kind of like Jacob. He said, "You are awesome in this place," and I did not know it. And so there's something about just an awareness of his presence. And sometimes we're only used to that during worship. But God wants us to get used to that when we teach, when we eat, when we, when we hold our spouse's hand, when we pray with our kids, amen, when we're with brothers and sisters and just looking at each other eye to eye. I mean, just the awareness of his presence. Because He fits us together. The manifest presence of God. He fits us together. It's so important that we we understand this, church. The reason that we are a community of people that love fellowship, that understand, I think, a little bit of what it means to have spirit-to-spirit intimacy, I think is because we are experiencing the manifest presence of God. And He puts us together. He fits us together. The reason my marriage is strong is because of the presence of the Lord. Because He fits me together. He knits my heart to my wife's heart. Amen? I had to get my wife's nod. See, I'm a good husband. I have to make sure she approves. You know, amen? Husbands? Yes, honey. That's the wisest thing you'll ever learn to say to your wife. Yeah, honey. Right? Looking at some of the men been married, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but there's something about the presence of God that it doesn't it's not just in worship. See if your heart is yielded, if and when you're when you're you know, whatever, when you're at work, when you're at Starbucks, when you're on the street and, and the Lord will begin to speak to you, you know, say, I want you to go share my love with that person right there. And you're like, Oh, but, Lord, I'm not in church, and I don't have a word, God. I mean, you know, I don't feel your presence. Just, Lord, just just yield. You just yield to the Holy Spirit. You just yield to, the, that's what Jesus said. If anyone comes to me, John 7, 37, 38, if anyone comes to me and drinks, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. I mean, he lives in you. The Spirit of God lives inside you. The Father the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Godhead. You are complete in Him. He's in you. And He is head of all principality and power and every intimidating spirit that says, oh, you don't have a word for them or you don't have the ability. Listen, the Lord is going to start using every single person in the body to minister His love and life to people on the streets, in the marketplace, in the business. And it is so easy, it's not even funny. Because you can't do it on your own. You can't come up with a good formula to win someone over to the Lord. He works on the heart and he, the Holy Spirit flows through you. And he, he unveils his heart through you to humanity, to a broken world. We've been talking about an explosion of love. And this morning I want to talk to you about the mysteries of God. 
I want to talk to you about the gospel of the kingdom versus the gospel of salvation. Because God has unveiled his mysterious love and plan to the church. I want to talk about the mysteries of the kingdom. I want to talk about the, what does it mean to, it's, I love the word mystery. I love mysteries. How many love mysteries? I like to solve mysteries too, don't you? I've always wanted to be Sherlock Holmes. That dude is just, I mean, I want to, I love mysteries though. I love, and here's what I love. I love that Jesus doesn't hide anything from us. He's light. And he, it's always his heart to unveil. And, and actually, the word mystery in the New Testament, hear me, is not mystery as we know it. It's unveiled mysteries. So train your language when you read mystery. Train, think differently. Don't read mystery like, oh, it's hidden from me. Read, read mystery. When you read in the New Testament, mystery, it's revealed. It's unveiled to me. And I want to share some verses with you. What is the mystery that the Bible talks about in the New Testament, this mystery that Paul talks about, the mystery of the gospel. And, and I want to share a little bit with you. And I want to start by um, reading 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Paul is writing to the church, and he's dealing with uh, a lot of things in the body, divisions and uh, their understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. Actually, let me start at verse 12. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 1. I'm just going to, I'm going to go from Scripture to Scripture. So you might be better off writing it down. And then if, if you can put them up on here, great. I don't want you to get, you know, sidetracked because I, I'm, I'm going to be turning all over the Scripture. We have 217 verses to go to this morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'll have you out in like 15, 20 minutes, hopefully. So pray. So, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, everybody with me? I'm in a teaching mood this morning, so I'm just going to teach. I may preach a little. Who knows what will happen? Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do. Now, he's writing to the church. I love 1 Corinthians. I love the unveiling to the church in the canon of the Scripture, the Word of God, understanding the gifts, understanding that the gift is love, the fruit is love, how many know it's all about love? We've been talking about an explosion of love. And here's the thing. When God begins to move within us and through us, it's always going to demonstrate love to people around us. If God is in our midst and our relationships with one another are good because love is exploding in our midst because He is love. If God is moving and we are yielded to Him, our marriage is good because He is love and he's in our midst. If there's issues, then we need to yield to his love. Amen. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are mentioned here in chapter 12. Then he says, the gift is love. Everything stems from love. And how many know that we talked about finding our significance in, in uh, that we are loved by God, not in our abilities? Because listen, we grow up with this orphan wound that we're always trying to appease daddy or mommy. We're always trying to do it right. And unfortunately, sometimes parental figures are hard on us in that way and because we don't, I'm, I'm rethinking the whole way that I father my kids. I'm rethinking, I'm like, I want to do it like you father me, God. Because I, I want to protect our hearts. 
And so there's this, there's this parental thing that, that we understand about I find my significance in Him, and I don't find it in my abilities and my gifts and what I think I lack. The enemy always wants to get us to focus on lack. If we focus on lack, then we'll be distracted from what we have so we don't give anything and God can't multiply it unless we give it to Him. Lack has no determining factor in God's value system ever because He's abundant. His very name is the God that's more than enough. God, that's more than enough. The God of the overflow. And God wants his people to live out of the overflow. And so Paul is, is writing to the church. And I want to read verse 1 of chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren and sistren. That's not in there. I would just threw that in. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. And I want to stop just for a moment. I want to, I want to just lay this foundation. Paul's writing to the church. They, they didn't know who the Holy Spirit was, and now they're getting introduced to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is revealing His heart. God is edifying the body. They're, he's using people with the gifts, and they, they, they don't understand uh, kingdom culture yet, so they're forming their own culture, and they think that it's right. And Paul's taking his apostolic authority and saying, no, this is kingdom culture. Now, it's important we learn this because many times we'll, we'll come to a church and, and we celebrate the presence of the Lord. And, you know, like we see things that are a little different or whatever. And sometimes it's just people's response, not necessarily kingdom culture. And we have to remember this, church. We have to remember God is unveiling these mysteries to us. And as we grow, we're going to have to change the way we think. We have to understand that. If we don't have, what did Jesus say? That if, unless you come to me like a, a child, a teachable spirit, a teachable heart. A teachable heart is, is, I mean, if you have a teachable heart, you're humble. You're, God gives grace. Favor increases on that heart and that life. The opposite of a teachable spirit is just pride and arrogance and presumption. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Yes, oh, I encounter God all the time. Well, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of encounters with God, but I, I'm so thankful that there's more. And I'm so thankful that, that he's unveiling these mysteries, the mysteries in the spirit, the mysteries of God. Now turn over to chapter 14 now. I just want to lay the foundation of we cannot forget where we came from, not to belittle who we are now, but to keep us in a place of humility so that we can grow and get to know the way God flows and the way he works. Everybody know what yield means, right? When you're getting on the freeway and you don't speed up to 55, 65 on some freeways, you know, on the Autobahn, it's a little different, but you got to speed up. If you go too slow, you can't yield to the flow of traffic. If you go too fast then you're going to run into somebody. And in order to yield, you have to go with the flow. And so I yield to the traffic of the freeway by getting at the same rate of speed and then merging into the flow. And that's what God wants us to learn, is that in order to merge in His flow, we've got to yield. It's just like getting on a freeway. It's so easy, right? Right? It's so easy. Like, it's easy. Yes, it's easy. You just got to go with his flow. And we have to yield, though. We have to yield. 
And so 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, I'll move along here. This is so good. Verse 1, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Pursue love, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. I don't live from a place that I find my significance in my gift, but I desire spiritual things. I desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to prophesy to unbelievers. And Paul even gives us that analogy here. He says, if you prophesy to an unbeliever or uninformed, he will report that God is truly in your midst. God wants to empower you with his gifts so that you can display his heart to humanity. So you can edify your brothers and your sisters so that you can build yourself up in the Lord. And he talks about, he who speaks in a tongue, verse 2, does not speak to men but to God. No one understands him. Listen, no one understands him. However, in the spirit, speak mysteries. Mysteries in the spirit. Now, then he begins to talk about, listen, you've got to make sure that you prophesy, encourage people. Um, if you're praying in a tongue, in your prayer language, you're just going to edify yourself. But he says, but if you prophesy, uh, you're greater than the person that's speaking in tongues unless you interpret that the church may receive edification. Now, I'm not going to talk about the order of gifts in the church. That's another series, another time. I want to talk about mysteries in the spirit and desiring more. How many know there's a table set? See, we've got to change our paradigm. Many of us, sometimes we think that, you know, if I hunger for God enough, He'll feed me. No, there's a table set. You just need to sit down. Actually, you need to learn to rest. And that helps you receive what he has set for you. You never have to strive for bread from him. Never. You stop striving with this thing right here. Many times it's our, our intellect, the, the old way of thinking, I should say, because the mind is brilliant. A renewed mind, I mean, is limitless. But you have to understand that God has set a table And we have to change our way of thinking that I don't need to pray for all these things. I need to receive them. I need to walk in them. I desire more. And so there's this hunger in me, but I never take for granted the table that's set and thinking that, oh, I'll just eat whenever I want to. No, I'm so privileged that I can sit at the table with him and I can eat the bread of his presence and I never will become familiar with that. So the paradigm is good to understand that the table's always set, but don't ever become familiar with that because then we'll begin to dishonor the access and the things that we have because it's unveiled mysteries. And I, and I want to talk about what is the mystery? And now Paul writes to the church and he talks about proclaiming the mystery and that having made known the mystery and over and over in Ephesians and Colossians, I want you to turn with me um, to actually, let's start. I'm going to read a verse to you in Mark chapter four. Here's what Jesus said about the mysteries of the kingdom. Many times we think that, that you know, well, it, it, if I perform right, maybe God will reveal mysteries to me. Listen, here's what he said to his disciples. Mark 4.11, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. It's been given to you to know the mystery Are you listening to me this morning? Unveiled mysteries. It's unveiled mysteries. Now, what did Paul talk about? What is this mystery? Now, I want to, I want to, there's a lot that can encompass. It's the gospel. And there's a lot that encompasses the gospel. A lot of people, you know, we're passionate about so many things. And so we'll, 
we will focus on our passion always, right? It's called selective retention. We're going to retain what someone is saying based on what we love or maybe what we dislike some, in some cases. If our hearts are wounded, we're going to pick up on all the things that I could get offended about about someone's it's selective retention. When we study the Scripture, if we're passionate about you know, works, we're going to read all the Scripture about works. How many know what I'm talking about? If we're passionate about grace, I'm going to read all the Scriptures about grace, and I'm going to forget the ones about my responsibility. Hello? Okay. So the gospel of the kingdom is so vast. That is the mystery, the gospel of the kingdom. It's the mysteries of his kingdom. But there's, there's a few things I want to pull out of what this mystery is and wh- what it means to you and I. And it's, it's awesome. So Paul is writing to uh, the Roman church. I want you to turn over and we're going to define a little bit of this mystery and make it not so much of a mystery anymore. <laughs> Romans chapter 15. I want to read. This is the definition of the gospel. Actually, no, before I go there, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to lay one more foundation here about God revealing, revealing mysteries to us. I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians 2. Here's what he says. He says, I came to you, 1 Corinthians 2, 3. I was in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. My speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. How many know the Lord wants us not to just speak well, but demonstrate the spirit and the power of God? That is not just given to the preachers. It is given to you. You If you are a disciple, that you have the authority of Jesus to take up serpents, come on, cast out demons, freely you ever see, freely give. You walk in that authority. It's called a love explosion through your life. And it's not hard. When you understand that you contain the mystery that the world has been waiting to hear from the from creation, that you know and it is unveiled to you. How many know that when, when someone really thinks a secret or something that no one's supposed to know is a big deal, everyone finds out, right? I have something to share with you. Don't tell anybody. If you say that, everyone's going to know, especially in the church. Right? Right? I don't think Christians know the mystery that they know about the gospel that is unveiled to them. Otherwise, I think we'd be telling everybody about this mystery. There's a great mystery that God has unveiled to us and we need our eyes opened. Now now listen, this is Paul telling the church, I don't want your faith to be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Here's what he says here in spirit, about spiritual wisdom. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before our ages, before our glory. Now, stop just for a moment. He's not talking about hidden wisdom. He's talking about unveiled wisdom to the church. The Bible says he, he has unveiled the mystery of his will to his saints, Ephesians chapter one. Now I want you to listen. You guys all know this scripture. If we, if if it says which none of the rulers of this age knew, they had not. If they had not known, or if they knew, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Listen to verse nine. I remember street preachers. I remember being in Denver, Colorado, one time, uh, visiting my mom when she lived there, and I was in downtown Denver, and this guy was quoting this verse right here. 
eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And then he stopped right there. Now, he's probably, you know, proclaiming to the lost, but I've heard this preached so many times. Oh, no, I have seen. No. Read the next verse. Say, read the next verse. When you're studying the Bible, remember that. Read the next verse. It's called context, right? Context, not pretext. You can, if you read the Bible with pretext and you, you deduct instead of inductively study and include everything the Scripture is saying. Paul, writing to the church, who, what, where, when, why, amen. It's called, it's studying the Scripture as a whole. Read the next verse. Listen. Nor I have seen, nor has ear not heard. If I stop right there, I get depressed and think, oh man, God, I have no eyes to see and no ears to hear. No, 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 no. Read the next verse, verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. I love that. Because there's so much God wants to unveil to you. It's, they're already unveiled. You have access and you're, he's calling you in the inner chamber. Like Moses said, show me your glory, your kabod, your riches, your weight, your honor. And the king is calling you into his inner chamber where he keeps his treasure. And he wants to show you his treasure and how, how much he delights in you. Because there's a mystery to it that will give you the reality of your responsibility in this love explosion to unveil it to a hurting world. Mysteries that are unveiled. Mysteries that are unveiled. Now, Romans, I'm going to go back to Romans. I told you I'd be going all over the place. Romans chapter 15. Here, here he defines the gospel of the kingdom. So there's, there's a lot encompassed in this mystery. But I want, to defi- I want to pull out, I think, what I think is the core of this mystery. Paul, you know, the, the, the man who is a rabbi of rabbis, a Pharisee of Pharisees. This guy was brilliant. He was a genius. And God chose him not to reach the Jews, but to reach the Gentiles. God does that stuff on purpose. And I want to I just read this verse to you, defining the gospel. This is a really good verse because I think a lot of times we, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm just preaching the gospel. Well, is it the full gospel or just part of the gospel? Is it the gospel of salvation or is, is it the gospel of the kingdom? That's very important to remember. Because I think a lot of us maybe heard the gospel of salvation and then had some encounters with God and realized that there was a lot more to it than a little sinner's prayer. Amen? <laughs> a lot more to it. And the Lord has restored so much to the church, but get ready there is coming a love explosion. And in the city, there's coming a love explosion. And you're a part of it. And he wants to use you to unveil this mysterious love, the depths of his love to humanity. And I wanna, I'm going to close with some verses to just seal it. But let me read two verses to you here. Um, I'm going to read part of chapter 15 and then 16. Romans chapter 15, verse 16 through 18. Actually, no. Verse 19. In mighty, he's talking about the gospel. He says, In mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum, I have fully, say fully, 
preach the gospel of Christ. I have made, made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. So he defines the gospel. He says, I went and I preached to the Gentiles in word and in deed. He didn't just give them a message. What did he say in Corinthians? He said, the spirit and the power of God. Now, here, here's the gospel, saints. It brings people in, with signs and wonders into an encounter with the Most High God. See, if the enemy can get you to think that God's hiding something from you, then he's got you right where he wants you. That's why you must understand this foundation. If the enemy to get you to think that you don't have the ability, because really you don't. I mean, you might, some of you communicate well and all that, but listen, you don't have the the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit flows through you and unveils his heart to humanity. That's why we have his gifts. That's why we, des- we desire these gifts. I pursue love, but I desire spiritual gifts. And, and the Paul starts talking about mysteries, mysteries in the spirit. And I want to I just lay that foundation. The gospel, the full gospel is with signs and wonders. In other words, people will encounter the Lord and they will experience things they've never known before. Amen. Now I want to close by reading some verses to you. Where Paul talks about proclaiming this mystery. And I want here's here's what I want to I want to seal it with this that you contain and you have been given the ability. You it's God has unveiled a mystery to you, a great mystery, and it's the mystery of his love to humanity. So don't keep it a secret anymore. Hello? Just say law on that just for a moment. A great mystery unveiled to us. We have access. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. Paul says, I don't come to you preaching with wisdom, but demonstrating the Spirit and the power of God. You have access to that stuff. This is what we're called to walk in. That's the gospel. Paul writes it in Romans 16. I'm just going to read a few more verses to you. And then we'll pray. He says, now all the glory to God, Romans 16, 25 and 26. Now all the glory to God. This is in the message. No, New Living. Who is able to make you strong. Just as my gospel said, this message is about Jesus Christ. And he has revealed his plan for you Gentiles. A plan kept secret from the beginning of time. What is, the, what is the mystery? The mystery. Jesus came to reveal the heart of the Father. How many believe that? Jesus is the mystery. He is, he is the author of the gospel of the kingdom, right? He is the mystery. And in contained in him, it's, it's like he came to reveal the heart of the Father. What does Paul say? He says this gospel, the message is about him revealing his plan to you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now, as the prophets foretold and the eternal God has commanded, this message has made known to all the Gentiles everywhere so that they too might believe and obey him. Isn't that good? Now listen, Paul says this in Ephesians 1.9, having made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. It says He made known His mystery. 
Now, here's what he says. I want to, I want to close with these two verses, three verses. Colossians 1.27. He says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have the riches of wisdom and revelation. Paul talked about it in Ephesians chapter 2. He said, I want to use, God is going to use the church to declare the manifold wisdom of God. Read Ephesians 2 and 3. He begins to talk about the mystery. And then he talks about what the mystery is. But he says here, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Through who? The church. You. You have been given a mystery that has been kept secret since the world began. And God chose the church to make it known. It's His love to all humanity. It's His love to the orphan spirit. It's His love to the broken. It's His love to the widow. Why are we keeping it a secret? Ephesians 1.9, I just read to you. Colossians 4, 3 through 6. Meanwhile, praying for us also. He's saying, pray for us. Pray for us, saints. He's writing the church. And Paul's traveling and he's preaching the gospel. He's being in prison. He says, pray for us that God would open a door for the word. You know, we love praying for open doors for all kinds of things. Let's start praying an open door for the word. Come on, somebody. I've been wanting to do this this uh, church in the amphitheater for so long. Let me give you a testimony real quick. Do you got time for a testimony? I said, Lord, you know I want to do this. So I made some phone calls and we called. And, uh, and it's, we, we got the numbers on it. And listen, normally, this is normally, it's $1,200 to rent it. And then they charge you for chairs. They charge you for power. They charge you for setup. Um, they charge you for the sound system, all this stuff. It would have ended up costing, I mean, I'm, I'm estimating $2,500. Maybe more. Maybe more. We end up getting it for $600. Gloria from House of Prayer says we're going to pay for half that. So we have other, other th- costs involved here, right? Then we're like, well, we need a sound system and all that. We go down there. So we pay $300 for the amphitheater over here. Favor ain't fair. God opened a door for the word. Come on. We go there and we're talking to the lady and, and I walk in and, and she's an awesome lady and we're talking to her and, and she says something. I, I said, did you have fun on vacation? She's like, why did everyone think I was on vacation? I just got back from a day off. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, God wants to give you a vacation. So I'm prophesying it too. I just, you know, whatever. She's like, I receive it. She's a believer, right? So I'm like, oh, praise God. So with the most gracious smile, every question she asks, so how many chairs do you want me to set up for you? No charge. You need a sound system? What do you need? Let me call my guy right now. No charge. We walk around the property. Do you want to use this area right here for the Easter egg hunt? That's fine. Yeah, we'll rope it off for you. What do you want? How many tables do you want set up? You want to do the barbecue here? How how much power do you need for uh, all the jump houses and everything else? No charge. You're going to have a sound guy there for you, but you can use your sound guy, but he'll just be there to just do whatever you need. No charge. Why? Because God opens doors for us for the word. Because we're called to preach the gospel, the mystery of the good news to humanity. 
don't keep it a secret anymore. One of the reasons we keep it a secret is because we haven't gone to the inner chambers. We don't know the riches. That's why we need to pray, oh, deep God, I want deeper encounters, deeper encounters with you, more of you, God. Just I want to get wrecked all over again like I've never been wrecked before. Come on. I want to get so wrecked. I want to see, you know what, I, I have this vision. I want to see young and old I just fill the front and every, and then we all just get slammed and we're all down on the ground, slain in the spirit for like two days. How cool would that be? And we just have all these visions and revelations and people are saying, God, I want to go to the nations now. Now I know the riches of this wisdom and revelation and mystery that you've unveiled to me. Why have I been keeping it a secret? No more. Now Paul's saying, church, I want you to pray for me. Are you ready for Resurrection Sunday? Do you believe? Now do you believe with me that we'll see a hundred souls? At least. That's our minimum, right? Hundred soul minimum, God. We're just minimum. He's going to take what we want and multiply it. (laughs) He said, listen, meanwhile, praying for us also that you would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. Wow. He said, which I am also in chains that I might make it manifest as I ought to speak, that I might reveal it as I ought to speak, that I might reveal it as I ought to speak. I want to reveal the mystery of Christ. Open a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Let's stand up together and pray. I want to dismiss those for first service. So, Lord, we are so undone at your grace and your favor and that you would choose to reveal your the riches the glorious riches of your love and grace to us, this gospel of grace, this gospel of the kingdom. And there's so much treasure that some, for some reason we, we either don't know or we, we hoard. But Lord, you are, you are urging us, you are calling us, you're awakening us to make known this mystery that has been kept secret since the beginning of time, but you chose to reveal it to us. Awaken the church. Awaken the bride with a passion to unveil the mystery of the gospel of Jesus. We lift our hands to you. And Holy Spirit, would you just fall upon us? And would you wreck us so that you can rebuild a glorious church with a new paradigm and a new passion for your kingdom, Jesus, mighty God.